Welcome to the Early American Brass Band Podcast's first CD review. I'm joined always here by Stephen Canistracy. Hi, everybody. And today we are going to talk about the Saxton Cornet Band's newest album released in 2021, Sounds from the Opera House. Yes. So, Stephen, this, this year started off uh, on a much more positive note than last year because it starts day one, new Early American Brass Band album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they dropped this on New Year's Day on uh, 1-1-2021. So <laughs> we're already off to a good start here. And I listened to it this morning while mm. I was walking my dog. And it was great. It was great to be out in the cold. But it was, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, it was kind of warm today. A little icy. But it was a good uh, <laughs> album to listen to while, <laughs> while we were walking. Yeah, yeah, I was able to listen to it the first time in the car uh, yesterday. And then I listened to it again this morning. And, and some really good stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know how we want to do this. Steven, you maybe want to give your initial impressions of the album. We can just kind of talk about what happens to come up uh, over the course of our discussion. Sure, yes. I'm pulling it up on my phone here so I can have the track list if I want to reference a specific uh, track. But first off, the album cover is nice. So the, the album, like we said, is Sounds from the Opera House. Um, and the album cover is looking out at an empty... Uh, opera house which i guess they're all kind of empty right now but it's as if you're on stage <laughs> looking out um you know yeah very dark uh still got COVID going on in 2021 obviously the new year doesn't reset that but um but anyway yeah you're looking out into an empty opera house and as the title of the album suggests um this album has a bunch of opera overtures um other opera transcriptions a few arias one or two, I think, uh, from from some operas. And I was struck, I think, with, well, the, f the first thing that hit my ears when I was listening is whoever mixed and mastered this did a very, very good job. I thought, um, like, sonically, it sounded very, very good. Um, and I don't know when they did these recordings, because I remember when we interviewed uh, David Goins from Saxons, they said they had a bunch of stuff in the can uh, and just needed to kind of do all the post-production on it. So I'm not mm -hmm. sure when these recordings are from, but... Uh, they sound they sound very good. Um, I was struck by that. And another thing was just kind of thoughts on the album as a whole. It really kind of reminded me and brought to the forefront like how important bands and brass bands were, you know, back in the 19th century um, for like exposing the general public to this kind of music because like the general public was being exposed to opera through these band transcriptions and stuff where they would hear it every day. I mean, you, I would argue that the normal person probably heard a brass band a lot more often than an orchestra or like an opera back yeah, in those days. Sure. So, you know, this, you know, all these transcriptions and stuff, it really struck me as, you know, like this was probably how your average person would have, you know, heard this music for the first time. So I thought that was really neat. Kind of a, a similar comparison uh, in the book, Highbrow, Lowbrow. Uh, there's a whole chapter in that about how it's often assumed that Shakespearean plays are kind of this uh, this highbrow art form and that it was for the upper class, people with money. Um, but the, the book argues that Shakespeare and plays and high art of that time was enjoyed extremely, uh, you know, a ton by the lower class as well you know there's a ton of comedy that was not over their heads there was a lot of uh themes and general content in those plays that 
all socio uh, demographics and they were able to enjoy, which kind of mm-hmm. would be similar to what we're thinking now with opera. A lot of times we think about, you know, going to the Kennedy Center or going to the Met in New York and kind of thinking of this this ritzy high end experience. But opera back then was enjoyed by all people and it mm-hmm. was, you know, in a lot of ways a form of popular music back in the nineteenth century as well. So it, exactly what you're saying, that it that it's cool being able to hear uh you know, a brass band playing this this repertoire that would have definitely been enjoyed by by all peoples during that time. Right. Uh, I do enjoy that it's a themed album. I know a lot of times with early brass band albums, you kind of get stuck, you know, kind of playing, you know, the popular songs, you know, the, the campfire songs, or maybe mm-hmm. like the same marches over and over again, which, you know, it's great. I love that music too. But, it, it you know, it's awesome hearing Saxons put out this themed album of all opera music. We were going to mention this at some point during this discussion. You were mentioning that whoever did the sound mixing and whenever they did the recordings, you know, just some of these unknowns with the album, uh, they are unknown because unfortunately, since it was a pure digital release, this does not have a physical copy. There's no liner notes. So unfortunately, some of those details that, that nerds like you and I like to, to look up are not readily available. But Saxton's is very responsive through their social media and through their website. So if anybody does have any questions about uh, the album in particular after this little review, uh, feel free to reach out to them and they'll be more than happy to answer any of the questions you have about it. Yeah. Here's a quiz. You know who's playing the uh, all the E-flat soprano parts in on this album, all the solos? My guess would be David Goins. Who yeah, it is David Goins. So yeah. David was featured in uh, – about three of the tracks. He was uh, mm-hmm. playing E-flat soprano solos in uh, the Faust aria, the Norma uh, aria, and the uh, Barbara Serville aria. Mm-hmm. So a lot of David Gillens on there also. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing about this album is that it, it kind of serves as a, a compilation album too. There's a mix of, uh, as you said, Stephen, they had things kind of pieced together before uh, or during, before and during the pandemic. This album has two live recordings on it the coronation march from the prophet and una voce poco fa from the barber of seville are both live recordings and they're actually taken from uh, performances by saxons at the great american brass band festival so there's two live recordings there and then actually recycled recordings from a previous album their cd you naughty naughty men actually has these recordings of daughter daughter of the regiment and La Belle Galatea on it. So those two recordings are on a previous album. So with those two, the two live recordings, and then all the stuff that was recorded specifically for this album kind of have a a compilation story here a little bit. But again, it all contributes to this theme of operatic music, which I think is awesome. Yeah, that's good to know. I was wondering whether or not those two that you mentioned that were actually live recordings were, I didn't know if they in the recording session, if the band like had clapped afterwards or not yeah. to make it appear as it were live, but like a concert um, in the park kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 But that's good to know. Uh, and then obviously no one's going to complain about recycled recordings when the, <laughs> the quality, the playing is, is so good. That was another thing. Um, you know, it was very clean. There's, there's something very special about when a band is able to like in a March or an overture, like really match their staccato note lengths. Like when we when we listen to like the Marine Band or any of the military bands, obviously they play together all the time, so they're going to be right together. Um, and it's just 
there's like an energy to it. This is like a super nerd thing. You can totally play together are, a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When things are matched so perfectly like that, it's, it's really exciting to hear because, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people, you know, if, it, if it's not there, if it's not, you know, really exact, that's, that's an easy thing to kind of pick out um, and complain about when you're listening to a recording, mm -hmm. but that is not the case with this album. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, all the playing is great. So it's very, enjoyable to listen to yeah that was one of the things that struck me when listening to the album especially the first time you can really tell that the the horns are all the players are all playing really in tune with each other some of the intonation mm -hmm. on this album just locks in like we're not accustomed to hearing in this medium uh i i actually had a chance to speak with david goins uh yesterday and he told me that for his solo uh the costa diva from norma solo that he did they actually sight read that in the recording session they had some extra time and david kind of had this piece in his back pocket so he distributed parts and they essentially sight read that tune and put the single take on the album so what you hear in that costa diva from norma recording is actually a one tight one take sight read uh attempt at that piece and david mentioned in that recording there's a few intonation discrepancies but overall it being sight read and done in one take it's a really good representation of like the day-to-day saxons band which is phenomenal you know they sound yeah. amazing so it, it's cool to hear you know some of the the more polished tracks on the album as being like tonal energy smiley face you know <laughs> the entire time <laughs> and then and then even stuff that they sight read you know it, like it's quality is so high the intonation even in that recording is so high you know i wouldn't have known that there was second reading you know it's awesome yeah i would not have known you know unless you just told that story like you did and with that that's hilarious that they sight read it and and put it on the album but i love it i love hearing all the like stories that like from the recording sessions and like the behind the scenes from the album that you know i really enjoyed you know hearing that with the empire and uh raymond mace's episode when we were talking about the american brass quintet uh, you know, all those behind the scenes stories are, are fantastic. I also loved that. I mean, I guess there's no way to really like take the clicking of the valves and like the, mm -hmm. the linkages, you know, for any rotor valves out, you know, you can hear that in some of the fast stuff and maybe some of the, the music that's in keys with lots of sharps and flats where you'd use a lot of two and three combinations. <laughs> uh, yeah. but I loved, I loved hearing that, you know, it's, it's nice. I think this, this might've been the, probably not the first, but definitely you know the the second or third like complete album that i've listened to top to bottom like during this whole like pandemic lockdown thing i really haven't listened to a lot of albums straight through i know a lot of people are taking all the extra time to listen to a lot of new music and i that's just not what i <laughs> i've been doing uh so it was it was really refreshing and it it, it made me a little sad you know because that's something that you normally might hear in a live performance if you're close to the stage all that like kind of extra mechanical noise uh but i was i was happy to that, that might annoy some people but i was happy to hear it on on this yeah, album yeah. so so that touches on a few points that that i wanted to bring up also the the idea that i already said that this is a, a themed album and that i enjoy that in addition to that the word that kept on coming to my mind was refreshing uh, in, in mm. terms of the repertoire, you know, getting to hear a full album of orchestral uh, operatic transcriptions for a brass band, I thought was really refreshing. And yeah. it's cool because, you know, you have some of the arias that the track is just an aria, but then for a lot of the overtures or a lot of like selections from Faust, 
lot of those things you have variety within the pieces too and Mm -hmm. you're able to see the dynamic contrast that this band is able to achieve so with the the variety of the repertoire the freshness of the repertoire it was really able to showcase saxton's uh attention to detail and their musicality especially in the realm of dynamics you know a lot of times we hear these quick steps and these marches and these campfire songs that you know are just forte the whole time because that's what they needed to be and that's what their function was and it's great and we love them for that but with you know this recording these recordings on this album really getting to hear within one piece you know uh the loudest of the loud and the softest of the soft i i thought was really really cool to be able to hear you know a few times you know i Mm -hmm. think it's even in the, the opening track uh you know it starts really strong and you know you're you're rocking along with saxons and then it gets to a quiet part and you kind of have to like lean in a little bit even on a a recording just to kind of hear what they're doing not in a bad way obviously but hearing that that dynamic contrast was was awesome yeah i was playing the volume game even though i was listening to it like with earbuds that are actually in my ear you know (laughs) when the dynamic goes down you got to click the volume up a little bit um yeah and that, that what you were saying about the variety within the pieces you know it's nice to hear a lot of these opera overtures, you know, will have the, the slow introduction and then the the fast, you know, exciting allegro part of the overture. And that's something that, you know, with some of the other repertoire, you don't often get, you know, like quick steps are quick steps. They start out quick and they stay quick, you know, <laughs> marches start out quick and they stay quick. So even, <laughs> even just that temp- They're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Depends on yeah. who's playing. <laughs> right yeah so i didn't mean to cut you off i know you had some other uh points that you no no it's okay bring up you mentioned the clicking of the valves i have written down that if i have uh a criticism of the recording it was that so it's interesting Mm. that you and i are the two sides of that fence that you were talking about i remember when i was getting into uh early american brass bands and and doing a lot of listening uh there were some you know early on there were some recordings where that clicking of the valves was pretty prominent as well i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna lie it was a little bit of a turnoff for me just in the fact that it was distracting um Mm. i i understand now having listened to a lot of the music and having hands-on experience with the music that like you said it is part of the charm it helps reaffirm that they are in fact you know period instruments because some of this stuff is played so well you know you would have figured that it's on modern instruments with how right. much they're locking in and yeah. how well they're they're mastering these instruments um so you know that reminder of the the valves is that nice reminder but at the same time uh i can see how since for me as a inexperienced listener a few years back uh, being distracted by that sort of thing i'm wondering if that could be distracting for new listeners to this music as well mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point so has that frustration kind of dwindled a little bit you know the more you listen to these kinds of albums with the, <laughs> well, the clicking I, yeah well i'll say that i like i said that i do appreciate hearing that as a reminder and knowing how uh finicky the instruments are and how difficult difficult it is to master the instruments you know i appreciate hearing that kind of like you were saying but the fact that i'm even aware of it and kind of making the comment i guess in the back of my mind it still tells me that it's distracting gotcha yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm wondering we don't know how this album was recorded we don't know if each person had a microphone behind their bell if they were spot mic'd or if it was mm-hmm. uh more of a recording of the room type of thing but i would think that either 
you know, further back recordings in a large room or outdoor recordings, a lot of that type of sound would be mitigated a little bit. You know, I don't have, you know, the the eighth Green Machine Regiment band at Mason has done some of its uh, video projects that people are aware of on Facebook. And that's kind of my limited experience with recording this type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the fact that the clicking of the valves is so prominent, I'm wondering if it was really, you know, a microphone close to each instrument. Uh, but I did also yeah. hear that it sounded like it was a mid to low instrument. It didn't sound like it was coming from uh, coordinates, which I guess right. is also another indication that I was listening closely enough that I was trying to identify which instrument the clicking was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess with the the larger, you know, valves, there's more uh, the, the surface area and the, the moving parts are a little bigger, so they might be a little more prone to clicking. I'm not quite sure, but I would I would, I mean, obviously I don't know, but just from listening to it, I would imagine that uh, th- this stuff was was fairly close mic'd, and at least maybe if not, if every individual was not mic'd, at least like the sections of the band were mic'd. You know, mm-hmm. like they probably had a microphone for the cornets, for the tenor horns, for the baritones, for the tubas. Um, the percussion I thought was was really vibrant and, um, yeah. Yeah, and exciting when when they because they don't they they don't play you know all the time throughout every every piece obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, being you know opera transcriptions the percussion is going to be a little sparse and they'll they'll come in with the big moments but uh the cymbals you know were nice and exciting and the bass drum was nice and boomy i'm a sucker for loud bass drum though so that's (laughs) just a personal preference (laughs) so 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 to put you on a spot a little bit do you have a a standout track from the recording or a favorite piece uh having gone through it you know the the few times that you have anything stand out to you I'm not sure. I I only um I only listened once through to the whole album, um but uh the I really enjoyed the Coronation March track eight, uh the Coronation March from the I'm waiting for it to scroll. I really enjoyed the Coronation March uh from the Prophet. That's track eight, I believe. Um and back two tracks the Kazutiko whirl overture <laughs> was just mm-hmm. fun to listen to i mean that's that's a good one um uh the and obviously there there are you know a, f- a fair amount of of tunes on here that, that people are probably going to know obviously there's the anvil chorus on here um some that was selections the, that was the other fun the thing i thought chorus. that like a lot of songs and tunes that people are aware of when they're listening to this album I think a lot of times they're going to be like, oh, I didn't know that that was from that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're going to recognize uh, a lot of the music. People are going to be more familiar with the music on this album than they might be aware of just by reading the track list. Right. Basically, which I think uh, is a a fun little treat for people Mm -hmm. going into this. What about Um, you? Did you have a a favorite or two? Yeah, I I really like the opening, uh, the Galatea, uh, Mm. the overture there. I thought that was really exciting and getting to hear again the variety in that piece. You know, exciting opening, had the variety within the piece, was able to showcase the band. Basically, all the the positive things that we've been talking about is very well demonstrated in that opening track. Um, But I did also really like the Kazutika World Overture also. And uh, David Goins told me that that was the first time they've uh, performed this piece. They haven't done that live or anything yet. So Mm. that's kind this album is kind of their premiere of performing. Uh, that overture so if, oh, it, fun. if we have any fans of the show that that are groupies for saxton's it's a a new a new release a new single drops with the kazuti yeah. co-rural overture it's a lot of fun yeah i think people are going to enjoy that one for sure yeah. yeah 
yeah the whole album is great it's, it's hard it's hard to pick uh, a favorite or two yeah. um yeah cool so uh i don't think for any of these uh album reviews that we do we're not going to give any rankings or anything these are more impressions videos yeah. but but i do uh you know highly recommend this album i think everybody that's taking the time to listen to our impressions you know of this album is going to enjoy it uh yeah and and just my my closing comment with that is that i think that sounds from the opera house by saxon's cornet band is a great master class in musicality for early american brass bands i think a lot of great entertainment and a lot of things people can learn from uh from listening to this album definitely i would echo that uh for sure very good playing very good uh production um yeah so we'll we'll have links to it uh, where you can find it and buy it and stream it all up on our website um yep the album is go there yep the album's already up in our discography resource on the website uh it's available through itunes google music available to stream for free through spotify so please support the band i purchased it through itunes unfortunately there's no physical releases of the album but uh support the band uh if you would by purchasing the album through itunes and enjoy it any way you wish it's it's a great a great treat definitely thank you so much for taking the time to uh, hearing us talk about saxton cornet's band's latest album we look forward to reviewing more albums in the future. Take care.